0: Good morning. Good morning. Am I on here? Is this working? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, good morning. All right. Look how fancy we are, huh? Video announcements. We're actually on time for our service. You guys were way too happy last week about it only being one hour. I don't know how to feel about that, but um, don't get too used to this. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just teasing, but we're here. Second week. We made it. Yeah. We're ready feels like we've worked out a lot of the kinks from last week and we're here for a second week JC, it's good to see you so happy to see faces i can't wait till we get to see each other with no masks on man if we could ever get rid of this stupid pandemic huh this thing is just a beast i cannot wait till we're on the other other side of this though where we get to see each other faces where we don't have to wear these bracelets anymore Um, although i'm seeing more and more greens which i'm glad for a few more of you getting comfortable hugging i i some of you have joked that what's the one that's like no touch is that red is it red? yeah some of you say you want to keep that red on forever i'm like N-n-n-n-n-n-n. i'm praying for you that's not we, we it, i used to be like that so there, there's hope for you to enjoy the hugging so i'm just being silly but um good to be here in the second week. this is also a big week we finally this week closed on that property next door we closed we're it is officially officially ours and uh that was quite a journey. I mean, we've together been journey. I mean, we've been journeying on that. You know, so we started in here on um, our first week in here was on our anniversary in 2014. Our anniversary is always at least of Sunday services. Our anniversary is always the Sunday after Labor Day weekend. And so we had our first service in this building in this whatever that second Sunday of September of 2014 was. And so even before that, you all know, you know, it was a multi-year journey uh, getting into this space and so as you know right through those doors right there we built an entrance into that lot as part of the design of this building and some of that a lot of that most of that was just in faith trusting that God would um, kind of include that as part of the neighboring and uh, the, the way we'd kind of be able to live out faith here together. But part of it came, we weren't being presumptuous. We knew the owner, um, Jimmy, who owns that whole, you know, that's a four-city lot area. We'll see it after service, at the end of service here. Also owns Jordan's Automotive on the other side. And so we've known him for a long time. In fact, um, Taylor's relationship predates even us being in here at River City. And then we got to know him quite well as a church once we moved in here in 2014. And so from day one, even though Jimmy's not a Christian, he's a Muslim, but he was prophesying over us on day one. He said, someday... Y'all need to be in that space. Someday y'all need to be in that space and do what you're doing in this building over there. And so that was some of what gave us confidence to say, let's just in faith build that, you know, the contractor literally said, if you build that entrance now, it'll be so much easier just to pop it out when the day comes, you know? So we did that in faith. Um, it's been a little bit of a, uh, it's it, it's it is been very relational over the last month because we were, trans- he's been transparent, we were transparent, one of the reasons we expedited the, the timeline, even though we've always dreamed and prayed of being there. One of the reasons we expedited it is that he's got a pretty serious form of cancer and he needs to wrap up his affairs and he really wanted us to be the ones who wanted that last. So that's why, despite human wisdom saying it's foolish to try to do a capital campaign in the middle of COVID, uh, we did and you all responded in incredibly generous ways and we were able to raise the money for that. But you know, uh, over the last month or so, it's just really hit Jimmy. I mean, he's been here for decades on this street, right? So it really hit him the reality of kind of making this transition in life, so we 've been able to lean heavily into that relationship over the last month, and um, that was very fruitful and really came to a point where he was like no no yeah i 'm ready i 'm ready so that 's had a couple of delays, but officially signed all the paperwork this week, so that is now part of the river city footprint, part of the whole you know peace building <clears throat> peace seeking part of kind of what we 're doing here and so uh, the main part of what we're going to do today, I'll uh, say a couple words setting this up, but you know, main, it's an old school word, but a word I love. We're going we're to consecrate that space today. We're going to consecrate it. And some of you grew up in church environments where that word is familiar, but a lot of you did not, even if you grew up in church, it's not an often used word, but it comes from the Old Testament. It's basically the same root as the word holy. And when you consecrate something, it simply it, the word literally translates to set apart, which is actually what holy translates as too, that, that you're set apart for the work of God. And so there would often be rituals in the Old Testament where a person would be set apart for the work of God, um, a group of people would consecrate themselves, you know, it, when they knew that uh, uh, God had called them to do something. I'm thinking, you know, the Israelites did this multiple times, and Joshua, this is a big part of, the, of Joshua, when something significant was coming that they knew was from God, they would together consecrate themselves, which it, it can be very contextual. Like the bottom line is preparing, right? setting yourselves apart for it. Um, the temple, buildings would be consecrated, even items within the temple would be consecrated, just simply saying we pray over these, that they'll be set apart for the work of the Lord. And so we want to honor the deep spiritual significance of that property next door, right? There will be all kinds of concrete, tangible things that happens there, important things, Uh, but we always want it to be grounded and rooted in this reality that God has set this this space apart, not just for us, God has set this space apart to be used for the benefits of the community. To be a place of life, to be a place of healing in the community. And so when we wrap up here in a moment, we will all usher out. So, you know, those of you who tracked emails all along the way, uh, part of the deal with Jimmy on this is he still needs to sell his automotive shop on the other side here. And so he needs to use, he's leasing back from us half the lot, um, maximum 24 months, but it's on a month to month lease that he can get out of at any point. And so he's gonna be renting the front half of the lot for a little while. Um, to, for his cars that he fixes up over here, we will have immediate use of the back half of the slot. So, when you go over there, you'll see cars on the front half. And for a little while, you know, so he'll have access to the front entrance. We have to come in through the back. So, we got it all set up. We're going to go out this back door, walk next door, and we've got somebody who's going to pray over each part the building in the back, the house to the west, and the whole open lot. And then that will conclude our service time. And then, you know, y'all can hang, of course, as long as you want after that and tour the properties, whatever you want to do. I'll give instructions at the end. So, um, uh, as we get ready to think about that. I would like to come one more time. Two weeks ago, our final virtual service, and again, virtual, glad you're participating with us in this way. Um, uh, Emily, you're doing, I think I saw you're doing Facebook, or you're doing Instagram Live right now, right? Uh, I think I saw during prayer and praise. So virtual folks, if you wanna come with us, oh I, well, I should see if you're willing, are you willing to do a little bit of a, uh, so virtual folks, if you wanna jump on, follow us at RC3Chicago. On Instagram if you're not already. We'll give you the Instagram live version of um, the, the prayers out there in the back. So two weeks ago, in our final exclusive virtual service, before we transition here, um, Dr. Brenda Salchman-Neal, a spiritual mother of our church, of me, a mentor for many, many years, preached a very heartfelt, I believe, spirit-led message. She was Ezekiel 47. And this is at the very end of the book of Ezekiel, where Ezekiel has this vision where he encounters the love and the presence of God and uh, fittingly uh, for us and in a theme throughout scripture at the center of this vision is a mighty rushing river right water represents life um, all throughout the Bible and the river in particular is a very important image it's there's these there's these rivers in the Garden of Eden at the beginning that represent something important and then it's the final image in the, in the Bible in Revelation 22 the final chapter um, and I'll kind of go back and forth it's one of the things that makes Ezekiel 47 unique is that it mirrors the final imagery of Revelation chapter 22. But in Revelation 22, an angel brings the Apostle John who's having this vision on the island of Patmos about what it will be like when Jesus returns. And the final image is a river that flows from the throne room of God into the city. And so, Revelation tells us that the story of humanity begins in a garden but ends in a city and a river of life is what kind of connects the throne room of God and all the healing that God is going to bring. And so uh, Reverend Dr. Brenda used Ezekiel 47 to kind of prepare us, and I did one pass at that. I I think when there's a word spoken, it's really helpful and important to come back to that, to sit in it, to really ask God to continue to reveal that. And so uh, last week we used that passage as a way to kind of think about coming back together in person for those of us who are here in the flesh, and then like to also use that as a um, way to kind of think about this property next door. So I, yeah, I, because of time, I'm not going to read it, but again, this is Ezekiel chapter 47, so if you want to open to it, and actually if you want to be flipping back and forth, I'm going to do just kind of a quick summary of both Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22. Here, here's, here's how I'd like for us to kind of think about this consecration that we'll be doing today. And where it feels fitting that this is really at the very beginning of us of kind of restarting here um, in August as we're now back in person here, you know, one of the strongest heartbeats of our church here is that for those who say yes to Jesus, for those who respond to the love of God and say, you know, I-, I-, I want to be loved by you, I want to be forgiven by you, I want to be in relationship with you, we trust and believe that when Jesus invites us into relationship with us, with him, with into the triune God, that Jesus wants us to see the fullness of who God is. Jesus wants us to see his full self. Right? In fact, one of the reasons that so many people make John 10.10, 10, their, life, their life verse, is because of the beauty of what Jesus says. Jesus says, I've come to bring life, right? And bring it in all of its fullness, to bring it abundantly. And so this is such a deep conviction that, you know, we want to honor the different traditions and the different ways of following Jesus that highlight different parts, but we want to always be really serious about experiencing Jesus in all of his fullness, in all of what Jesus wants us to experience as we follow him in Christ and kingdom. In fact, that's going to be... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm starting to get echoey. Um, huh? What? Just keep going? Okay, oh, you're up there. Taylor, <laughs> man, he's, he's something. That now he's up there in the booth, so I appreciate all that he has done to get this building ready. Okay, yeah, it sounds fine again. Thanks. So... Uh, So, this is such a driving value to us, right? To experience Christ in all his fullness. This is actually going to be what's going to generate the next series when we kind of start this next week or two. Um, Just, I guess I'd say it this way for myself, here, here are two parallel realities that I've tried to always hold true. On one hand, I think this should always be an open question that we're asking what does it mean to follow Jesus fully? Right? I think. <clears throat> we, we trust, I, I believe so. I believe God has revealed God's self through Scripture and has invited us to know more and more of who God is. That kind of forms the foundation by the Holy Spirit to kind of illuminate and guide and teach us on a day to day basis. And I believe it's always a dynamic living relationship that Jesus is always pulling us deeper and deeper in. In fact, that's one of the cool images of Ezekiel 47 that as this attendant comes to the side of Ezekiel and shows him the river that starts with a trickle from the temple then it goes to the point where it's up to his ankles it goes to a point where it's up to his knees it goes to the point where it's up to his waist and then it becomes this mighty rushing river and that really matches how I think the spirit works in our lives where the Holy Spirit meets us where we're at doesn't judge doesn't condemn but is always drawing us in deeper always drawing us deeper into the heart and the presence of God and so I think on one hand we should always be asking this question what does it mean to experience the fullness of God What does it look like to experience all of Christ and kingdom as Jesus invites us to participate in that? And then on the other, and I don't think these are competitive kinds of things. This is just a side-by-side. On the other hand, I think it's really valuable to have some summarization kind of pictures that you can hold on to that help you remember in a thumbnail kind of a way what fullness of life in Christ looks like. And so that's actually the origin of why we have our three pillars. When we talk about worship, reconciliation, neighborhood development, this represents kind of a thumbnail sketch of kind of the cycle of love that we believe Jesus takes us through. All right, I mention that because I actually think this passage of Ezekiel 47 is another way to have kind of a thumbnail of remembering how God works. All right, there's two dimensions that are always so interrelated with each other, but this is in Ezekiel 47, this is in Revelation 22, probably not telling anything that's too new, but it's a good remember remembrance of How God works, what God invites us into, but it's also a way to set up that space for us. So, first, coming back to Ezekiel 47, as this attendant comes to Ezekiel, which I mentioned this last week, but this is such an important part to me of the vision of Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel has this vision of God, but it wouldn't have made sense to him fully if this mysterious attendant didn't come to help explain it to him. Right? He has this vision of the presence of God, but this attendant comes next to him to help him make sense of it, which I believe is a direct uh, foreshadowing of how the Holy Spirit will work in our lives. When, you know, G- when Jesus says, I have now brought you the gift of the Holy Spirit, the third member of the triune God who comes upon us, who is the, the Paraclete, the one who comes out and calls out the truths of God over us. There's this attendant figure that comes next to Ezekiel. It's interesting. When you flip over, and I'd encourage you devotionally, just go back to Revelation uh, uh, 22 as well. Same thing happens. John is having a vision, but it's an angel who comes next to John that helps the truth of what's happening go all the way in. So this angel comes next to John in Revelation 22. This attendant comes next to Ezekiel in, in chapter 47. And so the first, the first big idea, and I think this is where we must always start understanding of who God is. The first big idea is that the attendant wants. Ezekiel to see that God's love is not some little small static pond that you know that 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 runs out if we take too much of it. That it is this mighty rushing river. In the deep symbolism of Ezekiel forty-seven, it, the attendant shows Ezekiel that the river moves eastward. We talked about this last week. That eastward represents kind of human beings running away from God in the Bible. That this is where Cain went was east of Eden in the in the in the uh, uh, origin accounts in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. So east is where human beings go away from God. But what God wants to show Ezekiel is the love of God is like a mighty rushing river that relentlessly goes after wayward people. It's like a mighty rushing river that relentlessly goes after wayward people. And this is the same imagery in Revelation 22 when it's this river of life and so this is, the, this is the first big idea, right, of relationship with God. It's the starting point of grace, of love, of mercy, of relationship, of connection, that God longs for us to be known, that God longs for us to experience deeply the love of God. I've been thinking, um, Brennan Manning is one of my favorite authors on kind of describing this part of the relationship with God, and one of the books I just started reading again is called The, the Relentless Love of Jesus the relentless love of Jesus. And I love that word, relentless, right? It's not just a passive love of Jesus It's available to us. It's a relentless love that comes after us and comes after us and comes after us. Uh, this verse has been bouncing around in my head all week. In the Revelation 22 account, in verse four, it says that after we've experienced this river, after we've experienced this, this life, that those of us who have said yes to Jesus, come into the family of God, that we will see the face of Jesus and his name will be on our foreheads. Isn't that, a, isn't that a vivid image? That we will see the face of Jesus and his name will be on our foreheads. Right? Saying God has called us as God's own. And when we meet God face to face, when we're no longer looking through a mere dimly, when we see God face to face, we will always, we will know that we have always been called by him, always been known by him, always been loved by him. And so this is, this is, what, we, this is what we're talking about when we talk about the pillar of worship, that, that worship doesn't start with us singing to God. Worship starts with God singing over us, saying, you are my beloved. You are my beloved. That the nature of who God is is like a mighty rushing river that relentlessly comes after us. This is in Ezekiel 47. That's the central theme. This is in Revelation 22. I think this is what uh, Rev. Doc Brenda was really trying to get us to like open our hearts and minds to is the reality that God invites us into this. Uh, I'm running out of time, so I'll go faster. Last thing on this, this first one. Uh, in Ezekiel 47, as the attendant is showing the river gaining gaining steam it says it becomes this mighty river that nobody can cross and again these th- these kinds of things reveal how you see god because if you feel like god is distant you see that image and you go oh it's the mighty river i can't cross it on my own anyway but in ezekiel 47 what the, what the attendant is showing ezekiel is that god is saying come into this experience of god's love now when you step into the full river you don't have full control anymore But that doesn't mean that you're not fully being carried, fully being held, fully being guided, right? That the Spirit invites us in this overwhelming, relentless love of God. All right, second one, last one. In both Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22, as important as it is that there's a relentless love of God, it doesn't stop at just a personal experience of the love of God, right? In both cases, the river moves, and when the, the movement of God starts to get to where it's meaning to get to, everything it touches comes to life. In Ezekiel 47, the imagery is is very symbolic. It actually literally says, this rushing river touches the Dead Sea, which of course is metaphoric, right? It's saying that when when this river of life touches the Dead Sea, it's no longer dead. It comes to life. And in the vision of Ezekiel, it's interesting how specific it is that everything that the river touches comes to life that the sea creatures that live in the water come to life, that all the vegetation and trees that draw sustenance from the water come to life, that where the river goes, everything comes alive. Revelation 22 says the same thing, slightly different way. It says river starts with the throne room of God, moves into the city, and and these trees begin to bear fruit, and the fruit that that the trees bear is for the healing of the nations, that where this river of life goes, there is healing. And this is this to me. These just have to always go together. We are personally and for all of our neighbors, wanting people to experience the relentless love of God. But then we are remembering that it's not just to be experienced in this kind of isolated personal way. We are meant to join with the movement of God, and the movement of God brings healing everywhere it goes. It brings life everywhere it goes. And so there's a thousand things I want to say about that right now, but I'm realizing our time is quickly going. So that's why I said don't get too used to an hour quite yet. But uh, we'll, 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 we'll maintain it today. Here's how I want to, as is, is we get ready to go, here's, I just think this is like profoundly symbolic how we're doing this. Ezekiel 47, the message that Rev. Doc Brenda did, she talked about, and she emphasized this in her sermon, that the movement starts in the temple of God. That, and we're not talking about the physical building. We're talking, but th- that's what the church represents. Jesus said, my church will be the extension of my body. When you come together, the presence of God will move in a unique way, right? That, that it doesn't start with a social agency. It doesn't start with a government. It doesn't start with policy. All those are important parts of justice. We know that, but it starts with the presence of God, right? And then from there, it moves out into the city as a source of healing for everywhere that it goes. And I just think there's something like deeply symbolic that We're spending the first part of this in the church, in the temple of God, so to speak, and then we're going to go walk over next door and remember the way that God continues to call us to not just experience the presence of God here, though that's so, so important, but that we also join in the flow of God and move. It's not on us. God, God was healing this place long, long, long before we ever got here, right? We are trying to jump into the river, right? We are trying to join up with what God is already doing, bringing healing to all of the nations, and so we're going to follow the flow of Ezekiel 47 of Revelation 22. We are worshiping together here in the context of community. And now we're going to go next door. And I said we would do this whole thing in an hour. At least we finished this part in an hour. It's 11 o'clock right now. This will be just like five more minutes. Um, but we do want to gather pray over all of this. So um, uh, for time's sake, let me make some very abrupt transitions. Can I get into some detail things right now? I'm like ready to preach right now. But let me switch into detail kinds of things. So. We're gonna like literally transition out here in a moment. Taylor, is there anything they need to know about how we're gonna, how we're gonna kind of walk over there? Is it just kind of as people are ready, start? Yeah. So back. So some of you have never been out in the back alley over there. So these doors will be open. Just kind of walk out, and it's just literally next door. We'll kind of help you get over there. Um, we will just move. Let's pick the order right now. We will start with the open lots. We'll pray over that. Carol Taylor is gonna pray over that. We will go to the building in the back. Um, uh, Elder Maria will be praying over that we will go to the house and Charlie Gale-, Gale will pray over that so we'll just simply kind of move towards each one of those and I'm just inviting you to um, pray with us but pray in your own words I mean it's just simply this is what we're trying we're trying to set apart I mean God sets it apart right but what we are blessing we are joining in this we're saying God these spaces have been set apart for you they've been set apart for your work they are to be places of healing for all the nations, right? That's what we're praying right now. We are praying because when we participate in the movement of God, powerful things happen, right? This is so much what prayer is, that God invites us to participate with who God is. So we'll move out there. We'll just, this just be, we'll do these three prayers. We'll be done after that. With that being said, everything's open after that. So you can tour, you can go through up and down the building in the back, you can go up and down through the house uh, next door on the lot. Um, apologies to, you. I was i was supposed to bring this up up front. With the house and the lot, part of our plan is to resell this to somebody in the River City community who will continue to use it for ministry purposes. So we've already got a lead application with a Gaelics, and we believe that would very much fit within um, the church's vision. But everybody's committed to open this process up first if anybody wants to make an application for the purchase of that house. So if you just email me directly, this is for also virtual community, dhill at rivercitychicago.com, um, and I will give you the link to that application. The one thing I want to mention on the house is um, Some of the tenants who lived there before they moved out last fall kind of had some spats with each other. It didn't end very well for them. So um, they chose an interesting way to communicate their displeasure with each other. They, in a very quite ornate way, spray painted profanities across uh, the walls of every room in that house next door. Um, So those are still there. We have not started painting yet. So I mentioned that. If that's of a sensitivity to you or if you've got children and that's a reason you don't want to go in there, when you kind of give yourself a self-guided tour in the house, there are, uh, in, in in urban street fonts, uh, profanities all, all all throughout the room. So that's uh, you know part of me. I you know when we talk about the river of life coming and bringing everything, you know I, I kind of like the before and after of that. But make sure I want to make sure you're forewarned. Uh, so again, we'll go over there right now. We'll pray. We'll end with that, and then you know feel free to like check out anything you want to see. This is this is part of who we are now, and this is part of us j- jumping in the river and joining God. Amen. Amen. Are you about to worship again right now? It looks like you're about to. Um, so you all know have to stay. You're gonna. You're gonna. I, no, I like It's. We're it's. We're, we're gonna be ushered. We're gonna be ushered in worship over there. So I'm not even gonna close in prayer. I'm just gonna let them take us in this. And uh, as you're ready, start kind of joining the flow as we head next door. Thank you